And three, two, how's my hair? Shitty. Are you sure? Appreciate you know, it. No, Chad. What? You know what, Chad? What? Now that I see it online, you're right. Some of those posters don't look legit. I'm, see? I'm not the only. Thank you. I'm so sorry. You'll have to go back to your wooden desk in Mississippi. <laughs> Welcome to Bonehead. My name's Joe Lewis. This is... I have no idea who am I. I got a sore eye from your damn cat. And we're the only two people on this show anymore. Yeah. Except for the guy coming from the land of a million ones and one big zero. <laughs> what the hell is what? that? The Matrix. Ones and zeros. That was your joke? That I told you it wasn't funny. Yeah, but you didn't tell me how... It came much up. more... I'm much more 13th floor guy. No, you're That's Philip K. Upstairs. Dick's worst nightmare is what you are. All I heard was dick. <laughs> Would virtuosity be better? Well, it's directed by Brett Leonard, so no. All right, welcome Going to Bonehead. Bonehead. We're sorry. Is she rolling the credits now? <laughs> I don't know if she's rolling the credits. I've seen the credits She's giving us that go, look go, again go. of utter horror. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about Hanna Barbera. What? Hanna Barbera? One of the most amazing. You know, I, say what you will, I don't Hanna hear Barbera. anything. Do you hear anything? <laughs> no. It's like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. Oh, it'd be great if we just had a million moths let off into your <laughs> basement. In my ass. In your You're going to say my ass. <laughs> a million moths out of my ass. Actually, it was going to come out attic, but it came a out ass. A million moths <laughs> out of my, my ass. My point is, say what you will about Hanna-Barbera, but Miley Cyrus did okay. That's your joke? You're Listen, a doctor now, a and that's day. your joke? It's been a long day. So, is that a penis or a cigar? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This could work. <laughs> well, don't move away from the penis. Move into the penis. No. no. Come on, Hobo James. Come on, James. <laughs> oh, now I'm a professor. I used to like these jokes, but now I don't find them funny. Are you drinking well, your tea with your pinky up, bitch? You're, you're, you're Are you seriously in Mississippi and you're drinking a nasty soda from Kentucky? Do they have that down there? No, I am for them. Ha ha. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a hit. <laughs> Almost did. You know, I'm trying to get tenure, so don't get me fired. Why would they get you fired? Why would they even watch your show? Why would you tell them about them? Why would you put this on your, your curriculum vitae, well, thought, vita, vita, vita? I thought vita. I might talk to people about it so we could get viewers. Oh, oh, oh so, well, uh, that was your first mistake. So back to right, so nice. So, yeah, so 1920s James Thomas uh, riding the trains. <laughs> I, I pray. You I got pray. any beans? <laughs> There's a great episode of Alf with you riding the train. So let's talk about Hanna Barbera. Hanna Barbera really was uh, like Monopoly guy. You know, before we get into the history, yeah, uh, Hanna Barbera is. If you don't know who Hanna Barbera is, if you're one of our younger people, it, he they were one of the most prolific producers of animation. From the 50s to... From all, about 30 years. Yeah, uh, yeah, from the 50s all the way to the almost early 90s. Yeah. Um, grand total, uh, Hanna-Barbera produced 249 individual cartoon series, and that equals uh, 1,200 hours of animation. All right, just real quick. This is how prolific Hanna-Barbera was. During the 1970s, in a single year, Hanna-Barbera pr produced two-thirds of the Saturday morning cartoons on. Right. Two thirds not a half not three quarters not four eighths right. i don't even know what that is i don't is. know what that is either i can't do hobo math. james what i was gonna say is they also <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny <laughs> it's way better than your other joke by the way the uh, listeners <laughs> james uh, of our show on soundcloud we highly encourage that you check out youtube and see <laughs> what james looks like yeah so James left us for what was it again, James? To, to become faculty, Joe. To faculty. live my dream of being faculty. I have seen that movie, and it is not that good. No. Are you with Elijah Listen, Wood? Me, 
You're just upset because me and John Stewart hang out now. That's not true. That isn't true at all. Well, if I was part of that faculty, we would. Yeah, but you'll never be even part of that faculty. Hold on, your PSC is being slowed down by James Thomas. Faculty. <laughs> there, we fixed it. Okay. So, all right. So what I was gonna say though, not only were they prolific, they did win Oscars. Yeah, yes, they did. They won Oscars. I believe they. Thank they, you they, for they, adding they, that, Hobo Jake. They won an Oscar before they were actually Hanna Barbera Productions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Hanna Barbera started out. In working for Metro Golden Meyer, otherwise known as MGM. Metro Golden Meyer. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What did I say? Meyer. Meyer. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they um, they started out making Tom and Jerry theatrical shorts. Actually, they met in 1939. They both met in MGM in 1939, working for the animation department. Yes, dead to us, James. Uh, they they were nominated before they ever won any uh, Oscars. Do you know what they were first nominated for with Fred Quimby? No, what? Um, a uh, remake, actually, of a previous cartoon short. The original was called um, Peace on Earth. The uh, remake was called Goodwill to Men. <laughs> but it's if you've ever seen it, it's actually a pretty heavy animated short. To, this sounds, I mean, it's animated. Two squirrels are talking to their grandfather about what happened. Oh, my God, Chad, what are you doing? What happened to the people that they uh, inherited the earth from? And it turns out that we wiped each other out through war, and then they're celebrating Christmas after they we wiped ourselves out through war. That's fascinating, wow. dead to us, James. How did you get a cut on your face? And what is why I blew? <laughs> anyway, um... He's so, not laughing. I think it's funny. All so, right. uh, Hanna-Barbera Productions was actually founded in 1957. Yeah, which uh, was with two months after MGM closed its animation department. Yeah, Did they, you see that? Yeah, they completely... So, they were out of work. Right, they were out of work. So, in 1957, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, which I don't even think we've said their whole names at this point, right, um, uh, left their jobs where they were making Tom and Jerry and started their producing their own animation. Uh, their first hit was actually the, a year later in 1958 with... The Huckleberry Hound Show. Absolutely. They also were responsible, and you were talking about being nominated and actually with a lot of respect. People forget to them an anchors away with uh, with the dance sequence with uh, Jerry and Gene Kelly. That was also them. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So that's why they were still at MGM. Oh, wow. I did. I'd never do that. Was yeah, well, see, Tom and Jerry was actually started there. It actually wasn't called Tom and Jerry. It was called Puss Gets the Boot. Huh. I call that. Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to have that image. Yeah, in my head. you don't want to see the boot. What about you, hobo pirate James Thomas? <laughs> With the cut in your blue eye. <laughs> you should really give up smoking. Haven't you why, seen the why, truth commercials? Why, why do I do this again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, this is the only place I still get abuse. Maybe I do need it. What I was going to say is they they kind of inherited. And you talked about how prolific they became. They kind of inherited a lot of Disney. I mean, they didn't inherit it, but they kind of replaced Disney as he grew older. Yeah. And as they were doing a lot of other stuff. I mean, they became the go-to in animation for a while. Well, even though they were known for cheap animation, at one time they were the only animation people actually hiring in Hollywood. So actually people from left Disney to go there because they were doing they were so prolific. Right. What were you going to say, Jim? No, I was, just gonna, I was just going to go more into the... Uh, the Huckleberry Hound Show. Absolutely, go ahead. So the Huckleberry Hound Show, um, it actually introduced, of course, Huckleberry Hound. Uh, these three characters, James, I don't know if you know anything about them, Pixie and Dixie and Mr. Jinx. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that was very... very. Yeah, 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 I could tell. Jeez. <laughs> Putting that no, professorship to work. Seriously? Did you talk yourself out this week, Muffin? And, uh, and, uh, no, have you seen it? Well, I was, I've been told by some of the people who watch the show I need to not talk, so I'm trying to honor that. <laughs> but uh, they also, it also uh, per, uh, introduced a lesser-known cartoon character known as Yogi Bear. Absolutely, Yogi Bear would later get his own show. show right. right. Now, go ahead. No, yeah. no, you, you bring up, go ahead. Well, it, in a couple of years, they had a huge hit. What was it? The Flintstones. The Flintstones. Now, what I think a lot of our audience probably doesn't know is the Flintstones came out in 1960. Now, you think of the Flintstones when you got home, if you're of a certain age, you watch it after you got home from school and it was on TBS or whatever, right. and we'll get to Turner later. 
But with the Flintstones, that was the Simpsons of its day. Right. Okay? The Flintstones was on ABC, and it was at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, James. It was so popular. So popular, the Honeymooners ripped it off. Right. It was so popular, <laughs> the Honeymooners. Uh, Jackie it was Gleason, the version of Jack, the Honeymooners. And it really is a ripped-off version yeah, of the Honeymooners. It's, a, it's an obvious it version of the Honeymooners. And Hanna-Barbera were not only infamous for ripping other people off, they ripped their own damn selves off with every show. Yeah, they which would, we'll get I'll, into here. We'll in get into that in a minute. In the Scooby-Doo um, era. The Flintstones was extremely popular. Do you know the mentioning the honeymooners? Do you know the backstory of that? Of what? Jackie Gleason almost sued them. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he was going to sue them to get it off the air, but he literally, once it was so popular, he didn't want to be known as the man who got Fred Flintstone yanked off the air. Yanked off the air. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, uh, something that's interesting about the Flintstones, I'm sure most of our viewers already know that it exists, but if you didn't know it exists, Hanna Barbera actually produced us. Uh, a cigarette commercial for Winston cigarettes, if I'm not mistaken, featuring the Flintstones. If you don't, if you don't know about it, go check it out. It is. Can you find that on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Oh right. It is traumatizing. <laughs> well, I still grew up in the time when the Flintstones still did commercials. Right. Right. Like fruity pebbles in our bowl. Ho ho! ho here comes you know who. Right. I mean that play that had to play on television for 20 years. Right. Yeah. Over right. Over. Oh yeah. So, well, it, I was about to say, and, and that is also unique about the Flintstones. I mean, that was a serial. How many serials have there been launched linked to cartoons that last until the cartoon goes off the air, if that long, and then we never hear from them again? And not how many. Long yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That and the vitamins, absolutely. Because they're probably, you can, can you still get Flintstones chewable vitamins? They're gummies. Yeah. I don't think you can get the actual chewable ones now. Right. They're gummies, yeah. And those are still, and I probably, and where do you watch the Flintstones? Exactly. Uh, Boomerang. Boomerang Maybe. is it? Maybe. I think. So the Flintstones lasted six seasons, and what's interesting, that that's the longest running primetime cartoon until uh, another show came out later, and it was called Ghostbusters. Family Dog. <laughs> it was quick, The Simpsons. It was the longest quick, running primetime until The Simpsons. What'd you say? Quick, useless piece of trivia. Do you know what other uh, primetime show that the Hanna-Barbera artists worked on during the same kind of time period? Uh, they did the anim opening animation to Bewitched. Yes, they did. That was what I was going to say. They did all the work for Bewitched. Oh, I took it away from him. I took it away. <laughs> you shouldn't have asked. You should have said this is a rhetorical question, bitch. Sit there. <laughs> Go back to smoking your cigar. <laughs> Over a little bit to the left. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, you're up, James or, or Chad. I don't care. No, James, you. What do you want? What else did you did you want to say anything uh, else about that? It's hard to read your body language with, because you keep smoking that cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I got a problem. Um, <laughs> Will you draw a frowny face because he don't look happy? <laughs> what not? What I was. What I was gonna say. I can't tell who you are without emojis. <laughs> don't. They, Speaking of, speaking of ripping, what? There's a little bit of blue who's still left. Uh, okay, for our people listening, because we've just had some dead because of Jane, uh, Chad is now removing the blue. Uh, it's okay, Haley. Expo that we got on Haley's laptop through the Sinister Cellophane. <laughs> By the way, thank you, Muppet Babies. That's where I got that idea. That was from Muppet Baby. Uh, there's a whole episode where they're watching TV and they put Saran wrap on it and they draw on the on the pictures. Why haven't we been doing this at our Halloween party while we've been? I have no idea. James, it kind of looks like the shot at the end of Psycho. I know. <laughs> you do, dude. You straight up look like Norman Bates at the end of Psycho. Go get I'll your wig. Right here. I, I hate to write out my. I'm getting the wrong words. I, I wouldn't would, even. I would never heard even heard a fly. I wouldn't never even heard a fly. fly. A fly, although you don't look like the good one, you look like the remake. <laughs> so, you uh, look like Vince Vaughn? You look a little more like Vince Vaughn well, than Anthony you. Perkins. I know, I don't know that that's a compliment, but you take well, it, bitch. Well, hey, listen, Vince Vaughn's done okay for himself. Um, I loved uh, Cell Block 99 or whatever. They, they animated Laurel and Hardy and they animated Abbott and Costello. Yes. There, I mean, so as far as keeping some uh, classic acts alive, they did it through animation. Now, they were doing it as a cheap way to cash in, but that's something else that they did. 
1967, they had the Space Cadets, which I've never seen. Which, um, you skipped the thing. In 1966, Hanna-Barbera was actually bought by Taft Broadcasting. So they were actually yeah. bought out by Taft Broadcast. So Hanna-Barbera were still on the, the payroll, doing, mm-hmm. providing creative input. Yeah. But by 19- and in 1966, they released their first theatrical film. Which was what? The Man Called Flintstone. Are uh, you sure? I'll see. I've got it. it. Was Hey There, It Was Yogi Bear was actually their first theatrical film. It may be. It may be. It was 1966, so... Yes, I'm sorry. It was 64 with Yogi Bear. Yeah, it's Hey There is Yogi Bear was their first theatrical film. It actually wasn't the Flintstones. Now, they did do The Man Called Flintstone. You're absolutely right. It's a theatrical film later the on. cash in on the uh, yeah. spy mm-hmm. interests of the day. Of course, he's but, not uh, McGilla yeah. Gorilla. No. <laughs> so, by 1967, those space cadets, the Abbott and Costello cartoon show, Birdman and the Galaxy Trio, uh, the Herculoids, yeah, Shazam, who I've never, which I've never seen. They did the first Fantastic Four cartoon, yeah, which is probably better than all three theatrical films. Um, Moby Dick and Mighty Mitor, yeah, and uh, Samson and Goliath, aka Young Samson. And Space um, Ghost wasn't in that group. Space no, Ghost would come I'm... out later with McGilla Gorilla, Johnny Quest, and Space Ghost come okay. out in the same year. Oh, okay. Um. And and then later, I was actually rewatching South Park, uh, watching the reruns the other day, and they had the Wacky Races episode of that, and it made me think of Wacky Races. And I didn't realize that Wacky Races actually is where Dastardly and Muttley started, and then they got their own spinoff. I, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, they, uh, Wacky Races proved so successful um, that they spun off Perils of Penelope Pitstop and Dastardly and Muttley in their flying machines. As their own spinoffs. Hmm. Huh. So they started in Wacky Races. So I always thought it was the opposite way. And it was, oh my God, we've got these characters. They're not performing well. Let's just sling them all into one show and make some money. No, actually, Wacky Races was stupidly successful for what they put into it. Huh. Hmm. All right. So as we're moving through the 60s for Hanna-Barbera, they would, uh, what's that thing over there on the couch? Now, for our people who are listening, Chad's going to reach me something. Oh, Chad, why did you give me your penis? He sounded like he was having trouble lifting. That would be their next iconic figure, that being of Scooby-Doo. Your penis? No. That's no iconic figure. That's a space station. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this would be the next iconic figure. Launched in when? 1969. Scooby-Doo, where the hell are you? And then, of course, that would be followed by several different variations of the same formula. Of what? So we, you, not only did you have Scooby-Doo, <gasps> you had Cap, my favorite, and we'll get into him later on, but Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman! He's one of my personal favorites. Actually, I have two personal favorites in terms of Hanna-Barbera cartoons, that being Captain Caveman and Hong Kong Fooey. He's quicker than the human, human eye. eye. But uh, you got Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. You have Jabberjaw. Jabber, 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 Jaw. You had, what was the Speed bu- speed Buggy's name? Speedy. Speedy. <laughs> I swear to God, that was his name. <laughs> they weren't very creative when it came to the names. James, what was your Speed Bug name? Speed Bug? What? Huh? Uh, the, what? You're killing the chemistry, <laughs> James. James. Yeah, Lord have mercy. Um, it's like you're not even here. What I was going to say about before you all moved on from your Scooby Doo and before we're not, we're still talking here. about Scooby Doo, we're just talking about not only did Hanna Barbera rip off other people, they, they ripped, ripped their own gore themselves off as continuously. Well, no, that's very much true because they, they and they had later they had a thing once Scooby Doo was a hit they had Dynamut, yeah, which was part of Blue Falcon and Dynamut. They had uh, Foofer later on in near the end of their lifespan. Um, What's a Foofer? What I wanted to say was, did you know where, and we'll see, you probably did the same research, so do you know where Scooby-Doo came from? Yes, I do, but I'll let you go ahead and have this one. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, they, they basically realized the many loves of Dobie Gillis, yep. which starred a uh, certain um, Gilligan as uh, Mr. Krebs, yeah. who was a beatnik. 
Um, and then they took the radio show I Love a Mystery, which was a weekly kind of mystery show, and they just said, both these things make money. What can we do with it? <laughs> Let's put a hippie and a dog together and no flaw mysteries. And then we need a clean-cut all-American couple. And then we need... Uh, I don't know where Velma came from, but that's that's where Scooby-Doo. They took two my things dreams. That were at the time. Yeah, she came from my dreams, James. Now, for our two episodes that we did about cars and television and movies, we were chastised somewhat, and we appreciate the feedback. We're not being sarcastic about the mystery machine, right? Right. Now, what was the mystery I, machine? I would argue the problem with the mystery machine is. It is it is a car. It's but a I van. think it's also well, I mean it's a vehicle. But I think the other side of that is we could have been chastised just as much for not including the gadget mobile. I mean I think you could do an entire episode about animated vehicles. Do you think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I mean, the get, you're, you're going to mess the computer up, Chad. No, I'm not. Keep going. No, keep going. We love it when you wax philosophically about waxing. What? Silence! Dead air! Dead air! I, I'll, I'll stop talking. I get the point. What? <sighs> Chad, all I see is your somewhat hairy knuckle. Why is that one hair red? You might need to get checked, Chad. So, Mission Control, how you doing, Major Tom? Oh, uh, it's funny because his last name's Thomas. Tom, yeah. James Thomas has left. So let's talk about Scooby Doo since he doesn't want to talk. So anyway, back to Scooby Doo. I, I think if you're of a certain age, yeah, Scooby Doo is fairly iconic. Right. Scooby Doo is probably fairly iconic even now. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't watch it from the original Get Go, then you watched it in reruns, and then you watched the pub. Did you get go get pizza? They know they had pizza no, in space. Right there. No, 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 no. Hmm. Somebody's being a little of a diva with his uh, fancy pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and his helmet. Oh, look! I got oxygen. <laughs> Don't you all suffocate, bitch, bitches. I was sitting here in my TV talking. Hold on. How does the pizza get through the helmet? That's the question. Yeah, <laughs> probably through your mind. Anyway, back to my damn so dog. So get the Scooby-Doo. What was I talking about? You were talking about a beatnik. We were talking about bitch. Yeah, about, yeah. Go. About a beatnik? Oh, anyway, so if you didn't have that, then you had the hour-long mystery movies where there were mashups. Right. They met Batman. They met the Globetrotters. Which is, a, which is a formula oh, they now are repeating here in the, wow. the modern time where they meet WWE wrestlers. What'd you say? <laughs> Go back to what you were saying. No, it just seems they, they've actually gone full circle. Do they right do now. that now in the new? Yeah, they meet. They do hour. They do feature-length features where they meet WWE wrestlers or KISS. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so. man. KISS. All right, so. No, my, and then Jonathan Winters. Hmm? My kids love uh, Scooby-Doo Meets Kiss that came out, I think, last year or the year before yeah. on, on direct-to-DVD. They love it. See, Joe, Kiss has phenomenal powers, but only Shaggy and Scooby see him use them. Okay. And they have to get back the heart of the universe, which was given to them by higher powers in Detroit. And the heart of the universe is a stone. So, see, it's a Detroit... Rock City. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. Draw a dick in his mouth quick. <laughs> Why'd you put a fish? Because he's underwater. Why wasn't he in space? <laughs> I thought that was a space helmet. This was a twist. <laughs> this is a twist. I didn't see diving helmet coming. Holy cow. Can you believe it this week on episode of Bonehead? Anyway... Here's something else I found. So let's move on from Scooby-Doo. We can yeah. go on to the toughest stuff. Here's what, Did you all know that they did Charlotte's Web? No, I did not know They're the ever. one that produced Charlotte's Web. There's a lot of stuff for Paramount. Wow. Because they were doing so much animation, they did a lot more. So you think of, oh, blah, 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 blah. But it uh, was made by uh, Hanna-Barbera. Most American animation was, at the time, specifically in the 70s, made by Hanna-Barbera. Huh. Not Disney. Now, to keep with tighter budgets, Hanna-Barbera modified the concept of limited animation. Do you guys know what that is? Is that where they recycles the image over and over again? How did you know that? <laughs> so the Flintstones could run in the same 
one bedroom house over and over again for 15 minutes nonstop. Right. Character designs were simplified and backgrounds and animation cycles, walks, runs, and etc. were regularly repurposed. <gasps> Did you guys know this? What? What I just said. Yes, we knew that. I don't know if oh, our audience Do did. you know even more? Characters were often broke up to a handful of levels so uh, that only parts of the body that needed to be moved at a given time, mouth, arm, or head, would be animated. Yes. You know, they did it even more when they did Coast to Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I mean, they basically, re they basically invented the, the form of cheap animation. Yeah, yeah, the other, their competition was one other company I can't remember, and Filmation. Filmation. Absolutely. Yep. So, they went through the 70s, they were really, really popular. Do you have anything else to add to that, James? I mean, I well, could what sit... I was gonna say, and we mentioned this some, but I wanted to throw this out. You mentioned that they ripped themselves off all the time. Um, one of their other characters that was, yes, Chad, we see you. It's a, is that a heart or a butt? It was supposed to be a shark, but I can't draw for squat. Or shit. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a puppet for the for the Loch Ness monster. Are you saying something there, James? Go ahead, James. Um, one of the shows that followed Scooby Doo was Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Did it start the Goober? It, Goober was an Afghan hound. He loved Afghans. Um, I they haven't have thought a, much of them. They have a, a uh, apparition kit that helps them actually find ghosts. And the ghosts are real in, in Goober. Uh, it ran for um, technically one season, but they made enough of them it covered two years. Um, some of the same cast, but yes, it was they realized, oh, a dog that finds ghosts is successful. Let's make, uh, that's, that aren't real, let's make one where they actually do. Um, I mentioned the Funky Phantom before, but I wanted to throw Was he really that funky? No, yes, but he wasn't that much of a phantom, <laughs> oddly enough. Oddly we enough, ghosts have B.O. Nobody mm, knew that. They stink. We mentioned that they ripped off a bunch of stuff and they ripped themselves off. Yeah. I wanted to go through this a little bit. Uh, because they had a ton of things where they literally went, oh, this is popular. Let's just, uh, you know, this show from the 50s is popular, 60s, let's animate it. So they did do Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, the animated series. Um, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Woo! Uh, uh, they were the ones behind Super Friends. Um, the Adams Family. Partridge Family, 2200 A.D. Is that um, where they fight to the like dead the over gasoline? Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, let's see. Um, and then what Wacky Races was such a big hit, they started doing stuff like the Laugh Olympics, um, the uh, Galaxy Goof-Ups, Yogi Space Race, um, uh bunch of other ones the one thing i do want to point out is they uh uh sorry i went uh, i had it and lost it oh the uh um, padded room you're in is really messing up your speech patterns he wouldn't even hurt a fly <laughs> i hate you guys <laughs> um godzilla they, they were the first one to do an anime godzilla show uh finally the other thing though was that they were um you all did not mention yet what was arguably one of their finest animated peaks, and that would, of course, be Grape Ape. Uh, Grape uh, Ape. Grape Ape. We have a song for Grape Ape. James, you want to sing it? Go. No. Let's go. For, let's let's ruin that tenure. I was just about to make <laughs> the same joke, James. You never wanted to be tenured, right? How many pieces of pizza did you take Jeez. from that homeless family? <laughs> did you say you got that for free? Yeah. Okay, well, just keep on eating the pizza, I guess. Anyway. Faculty. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. I had cheap-ass pizza for free tonight, yeah, yeah. too. I don't know. Anyway, the highly successful 80s came through, and then they hit upon something called the what? 
Do you know what it is? It was the longest running one of its kind. No. The Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs. The yes, Smurfs. the Smurfs. Based on the comic created by Belgian cartoonist Pierre Coulot, also known as Peo, and centering on a gang, a gay of a gang <laughs> of little blue bastards, <laughs> and one little Miss Muffet blue bastard Smurf. Yes, and they were originally green. Were they really? They were supposed to originally be green. Were they yes. green in the comic? Uh, no, I, he went and changed them blue, but when in his original draft, they were green. Really? Yes. Hmm. And it aired on NBC for nine seasons. It was the longest-running Saturday morning cartoon series in TV history. I did not know it ran that long. Nine seasons. Do you believe that? It, uh, in eight years in the highest for an NBC show since 1970, it was a smash hit. It was a, their top-rated program, actually. Wow. Now, that was their Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Not something else on at night. Their top-rated program was the Smurfs. Right. All Hanna-Barbera. In 82, we got the Gary Coleman Show. We got Shirt Tales. I know Which, let's talk house. about the Gary Coleman Show. I have never seen it. how messed up the Gary Coleman Show is. So, James, do you know the story behind the Gary Coleman Show? No. So, okay. <laughs> Thanks, so, James. Keep on eating. So I'm glad you could join us tonight. It was... It was a real pleasure, and I'm glad you could bring the whole, uh, the whole uh, gestalt of James with you. <laughs> Just keep on laughing. So, for those of us, those of you who may not know who Gary Coleman is, uh, was, I guess, like Haley say. behind the camera. Do you know Why who Gary is he Coleman? flicking the camera? Haley, do you know who Gary Coleman was? Yes. Thank you. So Gary Coleman starred. He did not invent the lantern. <laughs> he was a star of Different Strokes, uh, which was he, not about a health condition. No. Uh, he he uh, was a huge child actor at the time, and of course, Hanna-Barbera wanted to cash in on his popularity. Right. So what do they do? They create a show called The Gary Coleman Show, which is about a little boy who died and is in heaven. <coughs> oh, good Lord. And he comes down from heaven to help little kids who are in trouble. How did he die? They never covered it. But he's he's in heaven, Does... and they, they send him down with wings to help little kids. Not to bring up Del Toro. Have you ever seen The Devil's Backbone? You know yes. that kid's got the ectoplasm coming yeah. out of the hole in his head? Yeah, not that Something like that? Yeah, not that dark. Damn. He's literally just a cherub little boy who comes down from heaven to help these, these kids out. And he's dead. But, and he's dead. But, I mean, they made a lot of weird shows. Oh, yeah. Because they also did an animated Laverne and Shirley in the Army. Now, if you're familiar with Laverne and Shirley... Yeah. Compared to today, it's nothing too extreme. But it wasn't exactly a show that you'd be like, oh, put the four-year-old in front of that. Well, they also did the animated Gilligan's Island, right? And the animated Fawns one. So basically, every time there was an iconic character on television, yeah. Hanna-Barbera snatched up those rights to make an animated version of them. Yeah. That would include the Dukes, which was the animated Dukes of Hazard, where they right. had to travel yeah. around the world. Uh, it would also include, of course, the Monchichis, and of course, Monchichis mean happiness. Really? Look it up. What is Chichi? I'm going to get the Saran wrap out again. <laughs> Isn't Chichis Tatas? No, have you never? You never saw the Monchichis? I've never, never seen the Monchichis. Jay, I've never experienced happiness, James. Thank you for Joe, pointing it out. I believe Joe actually brought it up in our '80s cartoons episode. One of you all did because they've got. Well, they're, I did not they're bring monkey up. I've never like seen creatures that look like monkeys and hedgehogs got genetically engineered. So together. it was an accident in God's eyes. Sort of like it Phil Spillman's never... dog. It didn't have a soul. <laughs> um, but if they Phil made it to this point. He just laughed out loud. Your dog doesn't have a soul, Phil. It was never meant to... Ex oh my God, that's... I don't know if it's worse. <laughs> they live in the clouds, and their leader is called Wizar. Wizar! Wizar! Who is a wizard. <gasps> I didn't see that um, coming. <laughs> and they have to fight the evil Grumplins. <laughs> I get the Grumplins every Monday. Guess where the Grumplins came from, Joe? My poop hole. <laughs> no, the Grump Lord. Uh, the Grumplins were from Grump Lord. Yeah, you're not from Grump Lord. All right, so that same year they had Shirt Tales, which is a huge favorite, Pac Man, The Little Rascals, and the Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo Puppy Hour. Oof. Oh, God, I hate Scrappy Doo. What year are we in? We're, I was 1982. I just 
Because you skipped 1980 where we had the uh, Flintstones I, comedy hour. I skipped a bunch of shit because yeah. we'll be here for three yeah. weeks if we go over well, the, all of it. The reason why the, the, the Flintstones comedy hour is so important. Hey, re Chad. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, James. He put his face over yours. Ah, I wouldn't see? hurt a fly. That's all I see is I wouldn't <laughs> hurt a fly. I wish I'd never made the joke now. I know. So, no, so the Flintstones Comedy Hour, the reason why the Flintstones Comedy Hour is important to me is why? That's, that's that's where we got the Captain Caveman that I know and love. What? Yeah, the Captain, because the Captain Caveman was originally a ripoff of Scooby-Doo. It was called uh, Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Literally, it was the Teen Angels riding around in a van with a giant cave on the roof that Captain Caveman lived in, and he would come out and help them solve a big mystery of somebody dressed up in a costume trying to scare people away from the local park. Teen Sound Angel. Familiar? Yeah. Teen Angel. And do you know who voiced Captain Caveman? Scatman Crothers. No, that's Hong Kong Fooey. I know, I just want to say Catman's name. I know who voiced him. Go ahead. Michael Douglas. Mel Blank. Kirk Douglas. <laughs> the amazing Mel Blank was I'm the sticking of... with Michelle Douglas. Who <laughs> was the voice of Captain Caveman. Was it any of the Douglas family? But no, so the the but back before we led to go back just a little bit, the the Flintstones Comedy Hour also featured it was a it was an hour long variety show that featured Captain Caveman. Uh, a grown-up Pebbles and Bam Bam in their rock band. Oh, God. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Um, the, they would do another regular Flintstones for a show, cartoon. And then also Mr. T for some reason. So Mr. T, I thought, had his own he show. He had his own special, but he he, yeah. had, he eventually had his own show, but he started out as part of as a segment on the Flintstones. I did not know that. So anyway, back to 1982. Well, I just thought that was interesting of all the stuff. And then I just kind of skipped around to 85. And then there's Johnny. There was uh, Pound Puppies, the Flintstone Kids, um, Sky Commanders, Popeye and Son came out in 86. The Greatest Adventure Stories from the Bible. I don't remember that. Do you guys remember Yogi's Treasure Hunt? No. Vaguely. How, they they ran around the world looking for treasure. I don't right? remember it. I, I know the pawpaws, and that was a, my, my wife likes the pawpaws. Uh. Uh, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. James, you went over that in pretty much in detail. That came out in 1985. Yep. Uh, so their problem was is Hanna-Barbera, after having so much so much success for so long, their problem, they had the same problem everyone else did in the late 80s. Do you guys know what that was? The afternoon syndication. Afternoon syndication. Saturday morning cartoons weren't what they used to be. No. Right. But and late he started to bring couple, bad times. What? They still had a couple things that had that still have odd cult followings. Um, Nineteen eighty-seven, Rick Moranis yeah. uh, provided his own voice for Gravedale High, cashing mm -hmm. in a little bit on the Ghostbusters trait. But he basically was a teacher that had to teach all the monsters. Which is actually um, a pretty interesting cartoon. I enjoyed it. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's got a. I still remember the theme song, so it actually stuck with me. Sing it, bitch. Um, what? Sing I, it! Sing it! Um, Gravedale High, please take a seat now. We're dying. Er, please take a seat now. We're dying to meet you. Um, yeah, I could go on. You're bombing. Is you're it? Bomb you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not really selling it. I'm sorry. If you all would perform the backup song, so I'd have something to sing along woo, with. Woo! 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 No. Gravedale Holy this crap, there's the werewolf kicking oh, in the door. Oh, Frankenstein's monster. It's not Frankenstein. People get their dolls mixed up all the time. I hate dumbasses. Y'all singing this is why Rick Moranis is dead. He's Rick not Moranis dead. Rick Moranis isn't dead. In fact, I saw he's going to be oh, at really? a con. Show him to Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Wow. What now? He's going to be at a con. Oh, really? Go? Well, you can if you got money. Where's that? I forgot. <laughs> The reason I didn't sell Fascinating it. Fascinating conversation. Well, Let's get back to Hanna Barbera. And when that con gives me an exclusive rights, I'll put them on the show. So they All ran right. into hard times because of afternoon syndication. Afternoon syndication was kind of killing them. And then we come in the early 90s, and then we have all these other things. What, what, what? There's Tiny Toons. What other competition is there? There's oh, hundreds I mean, of things. Got, well, there's all the Disney afternoon DuckTales and right. yeah. all that stuff that was So in the Disney's afternoon. made a comeback after Hanna-Barbera screwing them for it, over for almost 20 years. But... 
the other part about it is Hanna-Barbera tried to switch up their game by having ongoing story shows. Right. But they also did the Pirates of Dark Water. Right, yeah. Pirates of Dark Water, SWAT Cats, which is a personal favorite of mine. I prefer the Pirates of Dark Water. I, prefer, I like I like Pirates of Dark Water, Dark Water as well, if I could say Dark Water. The Young Robin Hood, which actually they did in, in collaboration with a Canadian animation company. Young Robin Hood, yeah, with uh, Sonar. Yeah, yeah, and Yo Yogi. It all came out in 1991. Well, Yo Yogi's, uh, actually, I was looking at Wikipedia, and I got a lot of this stuff from Wikipedia. It's decided as maybe the worst, one of the worst cartoons of all time. I've never heard of it. Uh, I heard of it, but I don't remember well, anything about it. That was that was the time when they were trying to cash in on Ninja Turtles and stuff yeah. like that. So you just add street language, quote unquote. So, see, it was Yo Yogi, um, and that was a bad call. So, well, Cut to 1991, right? Yeah. So 1991, they were bought by Turner Broadcasting System to use their own con- to use the content, their catalog of cartoons that they previously had to build a, a new network that they were uh, creating called uh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. So from that point on, they did start making some new cartoons. Now, you would have been bombarded with the old cartoons, but the last cart uh, let's see, new cartoons would have been Dexter's Lab. Right. Uh, there's a few others. Powerpuff Girls. Well, well I was going to say, the Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls, Girls was the last cartoon. The final new series they from also Hanna-Barbera. Would, they also did Johnny Bravo. Sorry. Would have been 1998, and that would have been the Powerpuff Girls. Right. Uh, William Hanna died in March of 2001 of throat cancer. Or is it William Hanna? Is Joseph Barbera died in 2006 of natural causes. And Warner Brothers controls it all. Now, what you're, you're like, well, how did Warner Brothers end up with that? What you got to remember was Turner was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Turner and eventually got bought out by Time Warner. Warner. Time Warner owns Warner Brothers, and, and there was then, a whole deal with AOL and all this about twenty years yeah. ago. If anybody remembers, that you're old enough. Yeah, and then basically Hanna Barbera got absorbed into absorbed into, Warner, into right, Warner right, right. Brothers Animation, where they continued to build cart. Like I said, like Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. they continue to make Scooby Doo movies for Cartoon Network like crazy. Right, but. It's all owned by Turner, and there's a back catalog, and then basically that, if you watch Boomerang, Boomerang is Hanna-Barbera. Right. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, there, I do want to bring up one more little, uh, well, one, to continue on, the, before we continue on this conversation, one interesting fact about Warner Brothers Animation. There is a secret hit from back in Hanna-Barbera's heyday. Hey, Christmas. He came in that close. Is hu- that is currently huge. What is it? Is he... Top Cat. Why is Top Cat currently huge? Top Cat is huge in Mexico. Still. Still. Because when they... Yes, I've heard this. Yeah, when they um, redubbed it for um, Mexican television, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's basically the Mexican Mel Blanc, and that caused that show to skyrocket. Top Cat is only 30 episodes long. They only made 30 yeah, yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. of Top Cat. A lot Cat. of them are, are not even that. Yeah. They, I they think just there's kept, not more than 30 episodes of Jabber Jaws. Maybe not, but they just kept recycling them over and over again because they could just dish out the money and keep getting it. But um, Top Cat, at, uh, last year, um, Warner Brothers wanted to cash in on the popularity of Top Cat in Mexico because he is still popular in Mexico to this day. They quickly spat out a top cat full-length motion picture yeah animated motion picture and they did it it only aired in central and south america uh-huh. um they it is getting critically panned it's called it's been it, it's awful the animation's really cheap and there's actually even a joke about prison rape in the cartoon <laughs> it is uh <laughs> well, I do kind of want to see it now. Yeah, it's called El Gato in uh, in uh, Mexico. It is. It still holds the record for the highest box office ever in Mexico history. The top cat, one. the top cat animated movie, and it immediately it is immediately getting a sequel, which is currently in production. So, which, um, which yeah, actually, so essentially, the- Top Cat for Mexico is what the Transformer movies are for America. <laughs> That's 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 the best. When I read this, that's the first uh, comparison that came to mind because Transformers, awful movies, continue to make an obscene amount of money. Obscene, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I was gonna say though is it's funny because you mentioned that, but I mean, what is left where they've been bought out and all that stuff? But Hanna Barbera, quote unquote, as a comp- as a 
entity, whatever, whoever absorbed it now. They do have the new Wacky Races show. Which is computer animated. But then they've announced two more. They've got a, uh, in 2019, they'll be releasing Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. (sighs) I'm not making that up. And Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which is going back to the weekly guest and listen to some of the people that have already signed on and agreed to do Scooby-Doo Guess Who. I hope you say Um, Nicki Minaj. Uh, well, it's going to have the same voice cast, so Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, Frank Welker, Scooby-Doo, and Fred Jones, blah, blah, blah. But some of the guest stars so far, Kevin Conroy will be on as Batman. Huh. So they're going to do another Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Ricky Gervais is going to be himself. Mark Hamill will be himself. I'm hoping this is a team-up episode. They're going to meet Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What, what, what? Um, Jalil White is going to reprise the Steve Urkel. So we're going to finally get Joe's dream of Scooby-Doo meets Steve Urkel. I've been dreaming. I've been hoping. I've been praying. (laughs) But you mentioned this, Joe. You're still hoping uh, out for that Family Matters revival show. Oh, my God. Please let it happen. You you mentioned this, Chad. So I will let you know. Uh, Halsey. 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 Okay. Will be be me. But also Saya will be on an Is that the lady where... who you, she never shows her face? Um, yes. Do you yeah, think see, she'll I'm be the... with it, America. You, you think she'll be the monster? Like, they'll I have to take her mask too. off. <laughs> I can't say you'll tell you one song she's done. <laughs> so, I, I just think it's funny. Uh, Chris Paul is going to do one as well. Uh, but the fact that all these things that were old again, and it kind of goes back to that, because I'll be honest, my kids, like I said, love Scooby-Doo meets Kiss, and I'll watch it, and I'm like, it's it's the same thing for them as Scooby-Doo meets the Go- Harlem Globetrotters right. was for me. It was just, oh, okay, they're going to play basketball and solve these crimes. On this cool. special episode of Scooby, here's Jonathan Winters doing different doing different voices. Well, yeah, which we never even that... talked about Hanna-Barbera's version of the Harlem Globetrotters where each one of them had a superpower. We also didn't really talk about Super Friends. No, we didn't. No. They did Super Friends. But the, and, you know, they did several and, different variations. And Pound Puppies. Yeah, we talked about, yeah. Woof. I never. I don't remember it. Christy wrote down one CBS story break. I don't remember that one. I don't know what that is. Oh, the um, what was it? CBS story break. I don't remember that one. I remember the CD bears, which were these bears that live in the country. No, and I mean uh, pawpaw, have... snorks, shirt tail, Smurfs. I mean some of these you just like reading off in eighties yeah, Saturday which snorks, morning. Again, snorks was snorks A underwater. Underwater Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. They ripped off a lot of people and themselves. But, I mean, you know, and currently we have three Smurf movies. But I don't know if we're going to have a fourth one. I need to make an argument. I'm, I'm sitting here looking over this list, and I think that Turner may be the best thing that ever happened to them, specifically with creative, because I think Dexter's Laboratory and Powerpuff Girls are probably far superior to the most of the things that they made. I don't argue that at all. What do you all think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But and you got to think of that though. I mean, you should, could write an entire mystery about what happened to all the characters they created that never went anywhere. That the um, uh, the three robotic Stooges. That was, of course, where the Stooges all got robotic parts and solved mysteries. Why do we always have to solve mysteries? Uh, again, it was just them stealing the same formula over and over again. I know, but. Another reason why I think I liked Hong Kong Fooey because he really wasn't solving mysteries. He was just a crime well, fighting. And he was voiced by Scatman Crothers. What else do you need other than the Scatman? Scatman. I could tell um, I was going to sh- say. Um, you were also should say. Disney. Hold on. Yeah. I got to pour one for my dead homie. That Is that MC? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he found one of your well, Dime he... Mountain Dews you hid. Yeah, you put it in the freezer, James. Okay. I, I drank it. He right, has then. the Diet Mountain Dew, but he doesn't have you. <laughs> no. I drink it for your uh, essence. <laughs> what I was going to say, uh, Joe, I mentioned the CB Bears, um, is that they not only did half-hour shows, they actually did hour-long animation, which also made them unique. Yeah. Because the CB Bears were hour-long episodes um, and if you're interested in the CB bears, they were, of course, three bears 
that went undercover as garbage collectors to solve crimes. Mm, so what is the CB be... Bears? What does CB stand for? I thought they were going to be long-haul truckers. Oh, that's exactly oh, what I thought oh, they were. Oh, that's where you're wrong. Or that's where you're right. See, they, they went undercover as trash collectors because that gave them access to a CB, and they called their their uh, their uh, 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 trash truck the perfume wagon, which at the time was sl CB slang for a garbage truck. Every nerdy kid who didn't have a life in the early 80s had a CB radio. Why did they have to go this elaborate route of having a garbage truck? Oh, it gets better. To cash in on 70s. all the phrases or all the things that were hot at the time, each of them had a name that was inspired by a disco dance that was popular at the time. So you had, uh, let me let me give you some of the names. And, and the female one had, uh, looked like Farrah Fawcett. Oh, Farrah Fawcett uh, the, Bear. The names were, the hus uh, one's name was Hustle. The other one was named The Bump. Uh, third one was the boogie. There were skids and crazy legs, and they're gonna solve these mysteries with this CB radio. We call Jad skids, but for it's a totally different reason. Yeah. Now sometimes they had to solve mysteries involving blast off. You'd be wearing it as and... a hat if it wasn't Haley's laptop, and I respected her. <laughs> All right. So I'm told we need to wrap it up. This is our first episode with James dead. Yeah. It's like he wasn't even here. This electronic Ouija board works like a champ. It's like he wasn't even here. I know. But I still have my Scooby that was a gift to me in college. That James gave Not you? Not for me. No, he didn't yeah. give it to me. Yeah. James just gave you a VD. <laughs> James gave me VD. Vervacious <laughs> Designs. Oh... <laughs> uh. Vicious dysentery. I would have said vehicular dysentery, but that was just me. Vicious dysentery? Vehicular. Why would it be vehicular? Because he's always Cause going off on your bumper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Tune in to Bonehead next week where we'll see how this plays out. What plays out? This show. James. I'm pretty sure it's a failure. I'm this is our sure last episode. So, yeah, it's been seeing you all. <laughs> yeah. We went down the tubes. James left us. I'm going to shove this through Chad's eye and make myself feel better. I'm going to go make some shrinky dinks. Ooh. <laughs> shrinky dinks. dinks. You want to make some shrinky dinks, dead James? Go put your head in the oven. <laughs> How many pieces of pizza do you oh have? Oh, my God. Did you steal a whole pizza from a freshman? No. Pre-fresh? PCU, baby! Alright, tune in to SoundCloud, tune in to iTunes and YouTube, rate us on all these things, share us, and have your friends subscribe. This is Bonehead, and this has been Herona Barbera. Toodles. This has been a Filmways television production. <laughs> Mm-hmm.